0: You're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald. Joined as always by my trusty co-host, Tyson Franklin. Tyson, how's it going today?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic today, big Jim. It is uh, sunny. What, are, what was that it's a TV show? Sunny in Philadelphia. Always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yep, that's it. Yeah. yeah, well, we're always sunny in Cairns when it's not raining and we had had a lot of rain over the summer so as we head out of summer which is not too far away it will start to ease off and then we go into autumn or your fall and north Queensland gets beautiful but anyway let's let's just dive straight into today's topic let's let's do it sure okay talk about today i could have called this yeah don't be a cheap ass but i thought no let's let's be professional (laughs) let's not call it that we're gonna i'm calling this what's the best not the cheapest and this has come about because you know, I own a lot of Facebook groups with podiatrists and, and other professions, but especially in podiatry lately, I've had a lot of people, they'll ask a question to the group and they'll say, um, what's your cheaper alternative for, you know, it might be something they're already using or something they're considering. The most recent one was a, uh, was a practice management program. And the person said, oh, I'm currently using this program and it might have been say front desk or practice something like that and they said how much it costs them per month and they asked the group is there something cheaper that I can use and all these people were throwing out all these other other programs and I thought that was fine but I thought before you you just go and change I think what's really important is you should ask yourself what is the best program for your business for you and for your patients not what is the cheapest And I think it's it's a really big distinction because you might save, say, $400, which is not a huge amount of money, but are you losing important features just to save $400? And this is something we were talking about off-air, where sometimes... Podiatrists just a little bit cheap well it's, it's also
0: you're losing out on the switching costs right you know if you're going to switch from one software to another there's going to be have to be time where you're going to have to learn uh, new and different ways of yeah. utilizing that software and then also your staff so it's a you know your staff might have to be retrained you might have to have that software company you know run you through some different tutorials or maybe maybe even come on site if you switch so yeah the price is definitely something to be considered of but also Think about the other potential costs or money you might be spending if you do switch to this you know cheaper software.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I've totally forgot about that just about the whole the amount of time and effort that goes into retraining your team members. But from, from another side of it, it's also you might go to something cheaper, which is great. but when you talk about what features are you losing, I know what the program that I used to use. I knew all the marketing capabilities it had, what the communication capabilities were and I absolutely loved it. And I said if I set up a clinic tomorrow, that would be the one that I would I would use straight away. Because I deal with different yeah, coaching clients who have different programs and I talk to them what they can do. And sometimes I'll ask them, Oh, can you print this report for me? Or can you do this? And they go, Oh no, our program doesn't do that. I'm like, Oh, oh, okay. So Don't just look at what the cheapest program is. Let's look at all the features that come with it, and does it cover the things that you actually need? So if you if you're gonna say four hundred dollars, but all of a sudden there's very limited marketing features or very limited communication features, tell you you'd be better to spend the extra four hundred dollars and make sure you get the features that can help you market your business better.
0: I've seen this a lot with kind of electronic medical records in the US, right? The people are unhappy with it. It takes a lot of time. They feel like they're wasting time doing charting or billing in their medical electronic medical record and one one way to try to combat that that is is that, you know, all the I don't think these electronic medical record companies like want you to have a bad experience. Yeah. But if you are and you're kind of sitting on Facebook or you're in these groups kind of moaning and kind of complaining about it, uh, they're not going to have access to you know what what your concerns are, what's not working for you. So there is a path where you know you can either coordinate or collaborate with software. They they want to know what what are the pain points of podiatrists and physicians. So you know there there are opportunities within that software you know, corporation to to build a collaborative partnership with them where you're helping them, uh, you know, improve their software. Maybe you're, you know, you're, you're an expert. And it's like one little area you don't like so much. Maybe you could ask them, Hey, like, I know that this is an area. That's a problem in my practice. Uh, is there ways that you guys are working on it to improve that? And then also you can kind of be an ambassador for that software as well. I've, I've seen you know, different people working with different EMRs and able to get, you know, sometimes these EMRs in the U S they'll charge a percentage, you know, they yeah. can charge eight. 8% of revenue or something and, uh, you know, on a, on a monthly basis or whatever, whatever it comes into the practice. But if you become a, a partner or, you know, kind of a, an ambassador for their software, maybe they're willing to slash that in half. So there are ways to save money besides just switching software all the time. And you should really explore some ways to help make the software better before you decide to just jump ship without kind of expressing, uh, you know, what's not working for you with them.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing if you're looking at various software programs, and even though this episode's not really about software, but it is all part about yeah, better before before cheaper, is send the companies that you're thinking about, send them an email. How fast how long does it take for them to get back to you? Phone them up. And does somebody actually answer the phone or does it go through to like a message bank? How long does it take for before someone gets back to you? Because to me it's also the it's the after sales. They might have a great lot of features you get this is fantastic but if something goes wrong you want to know that you've got a number that you can call and i've seen some software programs where there is no phone number everything is done purely virtual and if you're buying software that may actually be an overseas company too sometimes that yeah they've got someone there but not during your working hours so if if, (laughs) if the shit hits the fan you might be in trouble for a few hours before somebody actually comes online. So that was just about software. But another thing that was uh, I've seen regular in Facebook groups is how much should I spend on a website? And that's like asking you how long is a piece of string because it depends what it is that you're actually after. But some podiatrists say, oh, no, you can just do it yourself. It'll only cost you $250. Or, oh, my 14-year-old son did my website and it, and it cost me nothing. And to me... I reckon that shows a complete lack of understanding of how a website functions and the purpose of the website. It's not just about whacking something up there that's got your name and email address. There's so much more to it, which is why yeah, I have friends that have said, yeah, I could dig out my own grand toenail. But instead, I choose to use a health professional that specialises in that. So I just think that it's so important
0: i think it, it's part of the in the marketing of different tools and, and kind of ways you know website builders out there right you have things like squarespace or wix and they're very you know they're very popular and they can kind of tout how easy it is to make your own website but you know so i think enough of us have experience on the internet where we feel like we are kind of experts because we're playing around and we're you know surfing around the internet all the time so we've seen websites and now yeah. there's these tools that make it easier and anyone can kind of you know build your own website but Um, even, you know, some of the larger marketing agencies that kind of create kind of cookie cutter websites for people. If you're really looking for a, you know, an authentic, genuine professional, you know, first experience and the kind of first impression on a patient, you really have to have that, you know, the brand and the quality there. Cause if you have a crappy website. Uh, anyone that jumps on that website is going to think it's going to be a crappy clinic uh, and you know, that's really hard to recover from It's it's funny, but it's it's true. You know, I know I see look at some websites that are look like they're built in 1995 and I, and I wonder, you know uh, Is it just because there's an older practitioner there? Is it just they don't you know that they choose not to spend money there? It's it it, it it puts a lot of questions into your mind It doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know a bad doctor or a bad podiatrist, but you just kind of wonder you know obviously i see a lot of websites so i may be a little bit biased but you just kind of wonder what the thinking is behind not really showing your best face in public online uh with some of these clinics that you know you could really tell they're kind of skimping on you know that huge opportunity to make a great first impression
1: yeah and, and i think when it comes to the website too some of the comments i saw that were posted somebody said i put my website up there 10 years ago have not touched it since and it works fantastic <laughs> <And> i'm like <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it is not working fantastic. You might think just because it's there. But that same person who made that comment, because I'm, I'm, I love, it's the same people that comment a lot. And that same person then commented something about, I oh, know I'm booked out two or three months ahead. You know, it's like a badge of honour. I'm booked out two or three months ahead. To me, when someone's booked out two or three months ahead, that means you don't know how to control your, your appointment book very well. But that same person says, I'm oh, but my website works great. Well, how do you know? If you're booked out two or three months ahead with just general foot care, you know, routine foot care, and you're not getting any new biomechanical patients coming in, but that's what you want, then your website's not doing what it should. But that's the thing. That's why, to me, you talk to someone who is a professional doing websites. Like, if somebody needs orthotics, should they see a podiatrist or just go down to the local shoe store and get the 16-year-old kid to whack in some inserts? It's exactly the same thing. So other areas where I see people try and get cheap yeah, who can do my Google ads for me cheap? Or this was one that came up the other day. Oh, I'm thinking about using this uh, this young girl to do all my social media stuff. She only charges four or five hundred dollars a month. Is that good? And I'm like, it's a <laughs> my god. We, do you really have to ask those questions?
0: <laughs> well, you know, when you don't it's when you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, yeah, and uh, and you know the kind of quantity over quality, you know, people, oh, I've got, I've had 10, you know, Facebook posts or 10 Instagram posts in the last week. It's great for my practice. I'm doing it's, it, it's, you know, or I do a blog post, you know, once a week, isn't that great? And it's, well, what, what is the quality? What, what are you trying to go for with that? What is there, you know, adequate SEO or is there, is our purpose behind what you're doing and is it extending the brand and i think it kind of relates to both that this this situation and in the in the previous comments you know it's like your clinic is open from eight to five every day and you have an opportunity then to kind of be professional see people in real life and mm-hmm. make an impression to maybe you know get referrals and extend the professionalism and expertise in your local area your website and your digital marketing and your social media is open 24 7 and people are on those devices all the time and if you're not Treating it a professional way, if you're not seriously considering quality over quantity and just kind of making it be kind of an online home for what you're doing, you're really missing the boat. And this should be a way to get these online referrals. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here, but because you understand, <laughs> but, uh, but it is one of those things where it doesn't have to be a race to the bottom. These things should be providing new patient visits or recall patient visits. So if it's bringing in, ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month because you're doing these things it makes sense that they cost a few thousand dollars
1: yeah it's funny because when i've spoken to someone who said oh yeah i'm thinking about using this young girl four or five hundred dollars a month and you ask the question okay so when you met with her and she spoke about your ideal patient you know your patient avatar what did you tell her <laughs> oh no well, no she didn't ask me anything about that does she know what you love about podiatry and the things you dislike about podiatry no does she know what a podiatrist is because there are all these questions that if you get someone who's really young and they might be great when it comes to social media for a young person on social media, but can they put together a marketing campaign that is going to actually be a benefit to your podiatry business? And the, the another thing, another common one that I saw recently was, uh, does anyone know a cheap accountant? Well, well I didn't know there's any such thing as a cheap accountant because mine's not cheap. And that was a good one. I actually, the response from that one, a lot of the people were actually saying, you get what you pay for when it comes to your account. If, if you want to skimp on your account, then by all means go and do that. But everyone top a few people posted the fees of what their accounts charge. And I was like, yeah, that's good. None, most of them didn't skimp on that, which was fantastic. But yeah, of course, and I don't mean that just because something is more expensive doesn't mean that it's always better. But usually there's a reason why it's it's more expensive. So just because it costs more doesn't mean it's better. You can get something that is cheaper that might be better for you, your practice, and your patients. Regardless of whether it's social media, websites, an accountant, it's it's really yeah. Just because it's more expensive doesn't mean it's more it's better. But I also think like attracts like. So if you've got a really cheap ass mindset, you're just cheap. You, you were born cheap, you live cheap, you just act cheap. To me, it's reflected in nearly everything that you do. I will guarantee these people have got this really cheap mindset. If you went and had a look through the clinic, it'll be like the cheapest furniture, cheap carpet. It's probably got, yeah, starting to look a bit worn. I was looking at somebody's website the other day. It wasn't their website. They posted some photos, of, some before and after photos of their clinic. I couldn't tell. I said, my wife, can you tell me which one's which? <laughs> I said, I can't tell the difference. He looked and said, I can't tell either. And I went, they've done this big renovation. I don't know what they did. A few posters seem to be moving, and they they took a cheap poster and replaced it with another cheap poster. There was like blue tacked on the wall. But I think if you have a cheap mindset, and I'm not trying to upset anybody here, if anyone's listening to this and going, Tyson, oh, you are an asshole, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to get you to think, is stop going cheap, Is just think about it because. If that's what you're doing, you're going to attract patients with the same cheap mindset because like attracts like. And I know when I invested a lot of money into my business, and we always had the motto, better before cheaper. And that was reflected in the type of patients saw source. But there's always going to be, and if you heard these people, Jim, called freeple.
0: <laughs> that's an a interesting little moniker there.
1: Yeah, freeple. Are people that all they ever want is free advice. So they'll jump on the different groups and they'll post questions. It could be about business coaching. It could be about marketing. This is a classic one you see. I've i just opened up a new business. Could someone give me some really good marketing tips on attracting new patients? Now, if I could reach through the screen and slap them with the back of my hand, <laughs> I would, but you can't. And there's people out there that all they want is cheap advice. They're cheaper than the people that, or free pull are people that want free stuff. They don't even want the cheapest. They just want it free. And they do it in so many different areas. And I'm thinking, if you're getting free advice from somewhere, it will only take you so far. At a certain point, you must spend money if you want to elevate the quality of the advice you're getting. You could have, even, you could have podiatry friends that can give you advice, but it'll only go so far until eventually they'll get sickier asking them, especially if it's chewing all of their time and they're busy in their own practices.
0: I think that's true with any kind of even advice or things you find on the internet these days. I think a lot of marketing information out there is related to medium or large size businesses, and when small local pediatric clinics try to incorporate some of these things into their practice and they don't work, it leads to kind of a vicious cycle of believing that either the marketing doesn't work or you know all that stuff is out there on the internet. All I have to do is just follow what what you know this kind of this information that's out there. But it, until it's there's some context and it's individualized. Uh, in a way that is, you know, reproducible or a a clinic's able to take action either themselves or with someone that they work with, that's where the real value comes in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, information is out there, plentiful, whatever, but until you really know um, something individualized for your own practice and your own way of doing things, uh, you know, the free information is that. It's just stuff that really is not going to get you anywhere.
1: Yeah, and there's a final thing I want to say is just price is what you pay, value is what you get. So at the end of the day, it's the value you get. So if if you're after free information, you feel you're getting so much value out of that and it's changing your life, then just keep doing that. If you're using cheaper programs, just cheaper with everything, but you feel you're getting value for the money that you're spending and you're happy doing that, then just do it. I'm not telling anyone to change. I'm just saying just be aware. Are you cutting corners in different areas just to save a few dollars? But is that being reflected in who you are as a podiatrist and your business? So, I think I've pretty well covered that before I get too much more fired. <laughs> before I get too You're fired, too up, fired it, up. Fired up this week. <laughs> oh no! It's just it's just one of these things that I I've been in this profession for thirty five years, and and I remember in nineteen eighty eight graduating. I look at some of the podiatry clinics in nineteen eighty eight, and you move ahead thirty five years, and some of them look exactly the same. They have not changed they have not evolved they are still doing everything the way they did it 35 years ago and some of them probably prior to it then i see other ones that are just doing amazing amazing things in the profession their clinics are fantastic they I mean to say to someone that's a podiatry clinic i'm proud to say i'm a podiatrist because that's a podiatry clinic but i see others and i just go god damn no oh no no i'm a i'm a carpet cleaner <laughs> because I look at the podiatrist and go, I would hate to tell people I'm a podiatrist and they look at that and think that's that's what I used to do. So I just, knowing there's so many people there that are trying to elevate the profession, if everybody just tried to elevate it a little bit more and stopped trying to tear it down by being cheap, I think we will, we'll all be better off. So that's all I've got to say, Jim. <laughs> all
0: right, that sounds good, Tyson. Okay,
1: I look forward to talking to you next week. All right, sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye now.
0: Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address podiatry.marketing.